Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just has voice. Let's welcome our guest. Angela Faschetti is a physical fitness, yoga instructor, and licensed massage therapist specializing in wellness for older adults. Please click like to help Be Green with Amy. Welcome, Angela Faschetti. Greetings. <laughs> Getting in the zone. <laughs> Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> Hello, Amy. Welcome back, Angela. So thank glad you. to have you here. Thank you for having me back, as always. Thank you so much. And yesterday, Angela reminded me that we are celebrating our 10th anniversary today. <laughs> Not 10 years, but 10 episodes. That's Isn't that right. nice? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you. It's been a blast for me, that's for sure. It really has. And we have links to all those. We're going to put those in the show notes if you guys, because Angela told her story in one of those episodes. And then the others, she gave some wonderful classes. And we've been learning so much from you, Angela. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And today, you told me that you're going to do a class about, well, the mind digestion and strengthening the core and 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 you put all those things all in one class which i guess we're going to figure out how they all get, kind of get tied together but you wouldn't think that all those different things would go together so that's going to be really interesting well that's <laughs> the thing about yoga you know because with yoga you're not just dealing with the physical practice you're also dealing with sort of like the uh east west perspective on anatomy and philosophical issues and it all ties in because you see our focus today is going to be on twisting and side bending and if you want me to elaborate i can amy on why we're going to tie those all together would you like me to do that yeah sure and then after that we're going to play a quick game of true or false and we're going then we'll get into the class so go ahead angela that's perfect so why i like the twisting and the side bending postures is that from an anatomical perspective they're going to help our digestive system and in particular they um they focus on ejecting toxins from the body so what does the digestive system do well ultimately it ejects from the body by way of voiding and right and so what happens is these postures are beneficial to peristalsis which is sort of that wave-like contraction that goes on within the intestines in that process to void so that's how we're going to help the digestive system then the movements themselves of twisting, side bending. Well, these are functional movements. These are movements that reflect activities of daily living. So I'm, I'm facing this way on my chair on purpose because let's say I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I'm cutting up my veggies and preparing whatever and I'm going like this and putting something over here and something over there. Is that not a twist? Right? If you're standing at your kitchen sink and you turn and you put your dishes in the dish drain or whatever your dish rack, 
it's a twist, right? And what I would just say is for those of you with back spine issues, you may have been told, and particularly those with osteoporosis, that you shouldn't do twists and turns. Well, I've got to tell you that you are probably doing small versions of it just by these little activities I'm talking about chopping the veggies and putting the dishes away. So I would say for those of you, look at the face of a clock and make your twist no bigger than 11 and one o'clock on that clock and you'll be fine unless you've been told, you know, something else. So that's what I wanted to offer you there. Now, how do we tie in the core? Well, the core muscles involved here. Now, we're not tying in all of the core muscles according to Harvard Health Publishing. So they talk about the back extension muscles, about uh, the abdominal muscles, your side muscles. They also talk about the gluteals as well as the pelvic floor muscles. And I'm seeing everybody saying hi. <laughs> and, um, and so, but in class today, even though we're in a, a chair, and this is important for those of you who have to be in a chair, maybe with uh, a wheelchair, or those of you because of work, you're in a chair all day long. It's important to understand you can still activate the core muscles while in the chair, in particular, the back extensor muscles. And these are the tonic muscles that basically help me sit upright. Then we also have those deep abdominal muscles, particularly if you were to put your finger on your belly button, pull the belly button in toward the small of the back. This is the transverse abdominus, very deep core muscle. Now this one is kind of like an internal corset, an internal girdle, and it wraps around the side and actually goes a bit to your back. So when Harvard Health Publishing talks about side muscles, they're talking about these, plus you have internal and external oblique muscles that sort of crisscross on a crazy-like pattern, and they're responsible for turning and twisting the torso. So that's part of the core that's involved for you. So that's what I wanted to impress upon everybody, that we are indefinitely engaging some of the bigger parts of the, the core also, regarding side, specifically when you laterally flex, side bend, right? Well, a muscle from the back is partially, mostly responsible, and it's called the quadratus lumborum, known as the QL, and it's basically located just below your 12th floating rib. It attaches to the lower lumbar vertebrae, as well as that posterior iliac crest. I'm kind of tapping on mine right now, it's that high pelvic bone. And that will do the lateral flexion. It's also called the hip hiker. Massage therapists, we call it that. So that's what I wanted to explain a little bit to you today about how we're tying all of this in. Plus, I'm throwing in some additional core stuff just to make those of you who are a little more advanced happy that you can have a little bit more of a challenging, um, some challenging work. Oh, I love it. And people are just all about the core. Give me some oh, core work. I don't you know. know. They all you want know what that. I forgot to tell you? You know what I yeah. forgot to tell you? So in yoga, we're talking about the monkey mind, those chattering little voices that go on inside of us. And you know that happens, right? You know, late at night and you want to go to sleep and it's like, oh my God, I got to pay this and this and whatever, you know, and this, this is what happens. 
So in yoga, from a philosophical perspective, they say, let's do some twisting, turning postures. The idea is to calm the mind and bring it back to center. Bring it back to your present moment. You also do that through incorporating the breath. This is how we tie it all together, Amy. Wow. I, I just love that. Because some, some people say, oh, yoga, yoga, you know, and they don't, they think that it's just all about ohms and things, but it's been going on for quite a long time and there's a lot of benefits to it. And I can't wait for you to start your class, but I'd love to just get started by doing a little bit of our game for true or false. It's time for true or false on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below and Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay, so our first question, and you were talking about that crazy brain of ours, true or false, we have about 50,000 different thoughts every single day, many of which are on the same topic. So Green Warriors, type in your guess, true or false, and Angela's going to answer that for us. Okay, well, go ahead, Angela. I don't know that I'm the expert because I needed some help, but... <laughs> But it was fabulous looking this stuff up, and the answer is false. And I thought it would have been, you know, and I just like, well, my crazy monkey mind for sure. However, we have a, a study that was done on July 13th, 2020 in Nature Communications. And this is what they have to say about it. I'm absolutely reading it from my cards, folks, because I don't remember it exactly, and I want to give you the absolute uh, quote. So a study from psychologists at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, reports observations of the transition from one thought to another in fMRI brain scans. Though the researchers didn't detect the content of our thoughts, their method allowed them to count each one. That's like amazing. Referred to as thought worms, which I'm sorry, Amy, is just a touch gross. <laughs> just saying. Neem says that the average human has 6,200 thoughts per day. That's like still like That's so still high. a lot, yeah. Now I'm thinking, I ruminate, I ruminate. It must be the same thoughts, and it's not. So that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. And I think a lot of us can kind of relate to that. And, and probably some of us thought it was 50,000 because sometimes that's what it feels like. <laughs> okay. So we have a couple more questions and then we're going to get on to our class that you're going to give us. So true or false, Buddha described the human mind as being so busy and overwhelmed it was as if it had monkeys in it that continued to jump from branch to branch, chattering and screaming. True or false? Okay, Angela. Buddha had it right. It's true. <laughs> All right. So um, I wanted to, um, yeah, you know, let, let's leave it at that because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something else in just a moment. But yes, Buddha had it right. We're going to give the guy a true. <laughs> yep, that's great. And isn't that interesting? That was before the internet and cell phones and all kinds of things. And even back then, people felt overwhelmed by their thoughts. So Absolutely. pretty interesting. I, I, I wonder if he was alive now, what he would think. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, here's another one. 
true or false, we can actually benefit from having a monkey mind. Hmm. Yeah, so I found this one interesting. However, I, I kind of associated it with, I connected it with the word stress because people hear the word stress and they go, oh, negative, right? But there's also something called eustress and that's E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S -S, and that's actually a positive stress. So what would that be? Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe somebody's child reports to them, hey, I'm getting married and you know, we're so excited and that kind of thing. Or maybe you got a raise at your job. That's eustress, very, very powerful stuff. So um, the, there is in yoga something called the Yoga Sutras. And this is like the scriptural foundation of yoga philosophy. A sutra is a thread. And so um, they say that, I'm going I'm to say the words to you in Sanskrit, and they were actually, this was coined by Patanjali, an, an Indian sage, and he said for one of the first yoga sutras, um, yogas chitta, Vritti nirodaha. And this means yoga is the cessation of the thought waves of the mind. Mm. Isn't that interesting. Yes. Right? And the reason why I'm saying that is because the Buddha, based on the question you're asking, also termed this mental state as kapicitta. And I might be pronouncing that slightly incorrectly because it's not. Sanskrit, but it's the same spelling and it's the same part of the word, yogas chitta vritti nirodaha. So I just thought it was interesting, that connection there. Yeah, these things just go back so far in time. And, it, and we're finding now that a lot of the things that were practiced many years ago are really things that are proving to be medically proven as exactly. beneficial. And somehow humans knew about it without all the MRI scans to show brain activity and things. And now we're showing that these things are so helpful. And that's why I'm so glad you're here today, Angela, because you're going to help us calm the mind and oh. aid digestion and strengthen the core. All right. All at one time. So I do want, want to discuss a, a couple of other things before we go right into it, but we're going to go into it very quickly. Um, first off is how to sit in a chair, mm. how to sit in a chair. And I got to tell you, it applies to your car seat and I'm going to go there. It applies to the commode as well. Although with the commode, it helps to lift the feet up, right? Or bend all the way down. Okay. One or the other. So what I'm doing here is, um, it might be hard for you to see. Here we go. Thank you, Amy. So you see that I have a cushion underneath me, which is actually one of the yoga accessories. I'll get into that in a moment. So by sitting up on the cushion and bringing my feet a little forward of the knees, I now create a slant from the hip joint, the acetabulofemoral joint of the hip, also known as the coxal joint, to the knee, which is the tibiofemoral joint. Therefore, my hip joint is slightly higher than the knee joint. This is super important, folks, especially if you're sitting in a chair all day long for, for your medical reasons or for work purposes. You want that hip higher than the knee because otherwise this position of the hip being either on the same line or lower than the knee can actually create low back, 
hip and knee issues. They're all connected because of how we sit. So get yourselves up a little bit higher. The other thing is when I go to actually do the practice, you place your hands underneath your buttock flesh, you pull the flesh straight back, then out wide toward the shoulders. I kind of wick the flesh apart. What this does is put me up and forward on the front edge of the ischial tuberosity, which are your sits bones. And you can easily rock side to side and you kind of feel them. So I wanted to explain that to you and then finally get into the medical disclaimers. So for this particular class, please pay attention to the modifications that I offer. If you have any back or spine issue ever in your life, I'm not kidding when I say that to you because I don't know you personally. And I'm not going to list all the different issues because I can't, right? There are just so many. Um, also, if you have GERD, vertigo, hypertension, whether you're medicated or not, folks, if you're medicated, that means you have hypertension that you're trying to control the symptoms. So it would apply to you as well. And also caution for those of you with a pinched nerve or rotator cuff muscle issues. I will be showing you um, some modifications. And if you're a little unsure about doing the practice, I invite you to preview the video or just pre preview the uh, practice with us here live first and look for what you can do because I'm telling you there'll be something that you can do. I'm, we're real great at what we can't do. And if you're still unsure, then show the replay to a medical healthcare practitioner who knows your body best to help you make an informed decision. And that's what I would like to mention to you and also to pay attention to the quality and the depth of your breath. Because as you're doing the work, if you start doing this, you're going to know that you're struggling and you're going beyond your edge. Not appropriate for yoga. You like the breath in and out through the nose, only if, it, if that's doable for you. But just make sure you're in a place where you can constantly breathe sweetly and deeply. And now we'll get started with our practice. So you're sitting up tall, just double check that butt flesh adjustment. And I'm just take a few moments to center ourselves here in yoga. So I'm placing my hands on the lap, palms up, facing the ceiling. Relax the shoulders down. If you're comfortable doing so, close your eyes and just begin the process of breathing deeply, if you can, in and out through the nose. listening to the sound of your own breath allows us to stay present in the moment in time soften the face soften the mouth the eyes just take a few moments to find gratitude and appreciation for this space, this place in time in which we've come together to share our yoga practice with each other. The word yoga means yoking, union, 
and finding gratitude and appreciation for this platform of Be Green with Amy and gratitude to Amy that we can meet here together in sharing the process of taking care of ourselves as we inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. And now let's slowly open the eyes, lower the hands down. And I'm going to sit forward a bit on the chair. Now, for those of you with back issues, if you have um, another cushion, you can put it behind you. I think I didn't um, say the remainder of the yoga accessories, so I'm sorry about that. We're going to be using also a yoga strap. I have an eight-foot strap and yoga blocks. So just as a gentle reminder, level one, level two, and level three. So by sitting forward on the chair, some of you may need to put an additional cushion behind you. Now I'm going to place my hands over my knees. And on the inhale, everyone's invited to do this position. I'm going to start to create a baby back bend. You see that? A little bit of an extension in that back. As I slide my hands up toward the groin, hold here, broaden across the front of the chest, Lift the chin, get some nice stretch here in the anterior neck muscles, helping also that thyroid gland. Now, for those of you in back with back spine issues, you're not going to come into the next movement. I invite you to come into neutral, whereas the rest of us are going to continue into spinal flexion. So when you're in a spinal flexion, you want to think of this as a seated abdominal crunch. Draw that belly button in toward the small of the back. And then inhale, present the heart. So this is your seated cow, your back extension. And then exhale, I move the head last into the seated cat, that abdominal crunch. Keep drawing belly button in. Engage that transverse abdominus. And again, inhale, lifting up little subtle back bend of the cow and the last position we're going to hold here now in the cat keep drawing the belly button in and folks this is why you don't want to eat for a few hours before you do yoga and then we slowly come back up to center and i'm staying forward on the chair and i want to emphasize back extension so i just slip my hands in behind the space here provided by the chair. I'm lifting my cushion a little so I can get the heel of the hand on the seat. And now from here, a bit more of a back extension. Everyone's invited for this. You wanna lift the head, lift the chest, and form that back bend. We do so much forward flexion in life. You know, a computerizing, texting, reading, eating, everything is out front, driving. So we want to offset some of that. Now, if you want to drop your head back, you can. I'm not going all the way back. Now, be careful, though, if you have vertigo and you're medicated for hypertension. You want to be careful about how low you drop that head. And then inhale, come all the way back up. Exhale, hold. Let's just take a couple of nice big shoulder rolls up, back and down, 
up, back, and down. Now I'm going to sit back into the chair all the way, and I want to work on lateral flexion, side bending. So I'm going to take the outside leg of the chair, sliding down, turning the sternum up toward the ceiling, opposite hand to waist. Now, if you have rotator cuff or pinched nerve issues, keep your hand on your waist. Otherwise, you start to bring that arm out, up, and as far over as possible. But maybe this is about as far as you can go. So don't do this thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to go further. You're not, and you might actually aggravate your shoulder. So you want to just keep the elbow straight. Otherwise, you go to what you can handle. Turn that sternum up. Hold here in that lateral flexion. It's also known as crescent moon variation, Anjaneyasana. Now exhale, I can look down over my shoulder. Inhale, look up at the middle finger. Exhale, look down. Be careful with the rotations with vertigo. And inhale, look up. Exhale, look down. Inhale, look up. Now I'm going to turn that palm toward the ceiling. Grab an imaginary hook. Inhale, exhale, vigorously reach out. Push into that opposite foot. Take a hold of the outer leg of the chair. Same thing. Just get that slight, subtle rotation toward the ceiling. It's not a big twist. Hand to waist or up and over. Whatever works for you. Now we're stretching that internal and external oblique muscle, or muscles, I should say, and the muscles between the ribs, the intercostal muscles, which are responsible for 25% of your respiratory cycle. By keeping that sternum up toward the ceiling, I am not collapsing the side organs. Hold here. And then inhale, turn the palm up, grab a hook. Exhale, push down on the opposite foot. Vigorously reach on out. Hold steady a moment. Just notice what's going on here. So I'm going to turn and face you. For the moment, I want you to bring your hands on your side ribs. And then as you inhale, I want you to think your ribs are an accordion. You're going to expand the ribs from side to side. And then on the exhale, they naturally retract. One more. Inhale. And exhale. Now turning forward. I'm going to sit a bit forward. Again, if you need support, go for it. Now, I want to tie in rotation of the vertebral column, but I have to be careful of you with back and spine issues. So I'm going to demonstrate this three ways for us. Hands are on the thighs, and I'm going to do what's called a Sufi grind, but I'm keeping myself up pretty high here. So I'm keeping the movement small and then reverse direction for those of you with the back spine issues. Now, if you really don't have those issues and you want to go with the legs a little wider, well, yeah, you'll be able to make a bigger movement. Just make sure you take the movement in both directions. And because the hips are straight forward, we're literally working 
the rotation of the vertebral column. I'm going to choose to bring the legs wider into what's known as Upavishta Konasana, seated wide angle, but I'm not going to turn the feet out as much as I normally do for this. I'm going to turn the feet in. Now I can get a really big, delicious movement. So what am I actually doing here in Sufi Grind? I'm doing spine flexion, spine extension, lateral flexion. When you tie them all together, there's that rotation of the vertebral column. Make sure you go in the opposite direction. This is so lovely for the back, but not for those with back spine issues. And when you come all the way forward, folks, don't drop your head for GERD, vertigo, or hypertension. And we come back upright. I'm going to bring the toes, heels, toes, heels coming in toward each other. I'm going to stay right where I'm at. Well, my feet are probably about hips width apart. And those of you with back spine issues, I'm going to show you how you're going to do this. We're going to repeat one posture three times. So we're going to first, for those of you with the back spine issues, you place your left hand on the outside of that right thigh, right hand to the outer hip. It's going to be a twist. You keep this very small, right? You just very tiny, think the 11 and one o'clock on the face of the clock. Otherwise, the rest of us, left hand. Now, inhale, take the right arm up. As you exhale, you're going to laterally, externally rotate the shoulder. Take a hold of the chair anywhere that you can land that hand. And inhale, I lengthen the spine by pushing down into both feet. And then exhale, turn and twist, looking over the shoulder. This is a variation of Artha Matsyandrasana, half spinal twist, half fish pose. You don't force the arms, folks, to make you go deeper into a twist. You can get hurt that way. You draw the belly button in. And wow, are we going after the transverse abdominis, internal and external oblique muscles. And then inhale, head forward. Exhale, torso, arm forward. I take it to the other side. Inhale, up. Exhale, laterally rotate. Get it in there behind the chair, alongside the chair, wherever you can reach. Inhale, lengthen spine. Exhale, take the twist. Now, when you twist, you want to try to exercise your eyes as well as looking as far as you possibly can over your shoulder. You might even feel a little internal ocular pressure. Please don't do that with your eyes if you've ever had a detached retina, not to be confused with posterior vitreous detachment. A detached retina, you don't do that with your eyes. And then inhale, head forward. Exhale, back to center. Now, a second way to do this, we're going to tie in those hip adductor muscles, inner thighs. Take your block, level three, between the knees. Double check. Your feet are only as wide as the block. Don't do this because your knees are not together. So we want to keep the feet as wide as the block. If that block falls, that means I am not working my inner thigh muscles enough. And this is really helpful, folks, for people who sit in a chair all day long. So again, hand 
Inhale up, you know the modification. Those of you with the back spine issues, exhale, hold here. Now inhale, lengthen spine. I still look forward, push down into the feet, squeeze that block, belly button is really deeply drawn in, and turn and look over the shoulder. Just another variation in Artamaxiandrasana, half spinal twist, half fish, shoulders are down. Then inhale, look forward, exhale, take it to the other side, inhale up, exhale, lateral rotation of the shoulder, inhale, lengthen, squeeze that block, shoulders down, exhale, twist. Draw the belly button in, think you're sliding your shoulder blades down toward the seat so we can get the tops of those shoulders not to pop up on you. And then inhale, head forward. Exhale, torso, arm forward. Just kind of notice what's going on when you first release from a twist. I feel like a whole rush of blood and vibrancy in this area. And now for the last version of it, together. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, lengthen. Exhale, twist. Again, don't force it with the use of muscling it up with your arms. Not necessary. Trying to look as far over your shoulder as you can with your gaze. Inhale, head. Exhale, torso. Keep going. Inhale. Exhale with that lateral rotation. Inhale, lengthen, exhale, turn. We want to coordinate breath and movement in yoga. That's referred to as the word vinyasa. Vinyasa also means something else in another style of yoga, but technically that's what it means, coordinating the breath and the movement. And then inhale, head forward, exhale, torso, arm, back to center, I'm still staying forward, so maybe you've been forward quite a bit and your back needs support. Grab the cushion, all right? So I'm going to separate my legs. Now, for those of you with back spine issues, this is what you're going to do. I want you to bring your hands underneath. You can sit, of course, all the way back in the chair, and you're going to lift your thigh up. So I want you to think you're lifting your thigh up toward the right side of your torso. Guess what that is? That's the ascending colon. That responds to twisting and compression. And then you do it to the other side. Remember with oppositional movement in yoga, I push down in one to help lift the other. And you're going to alternate this as the rest of us do something else. So we're going to bring the hands behind the head and we're going to do a seated abdominal twisted crunch. Let's get those obliques, folks, okay? And I'm not resting back in the chair. If you need to, feel free to do it. So I'm going to push down in one foot and bring elbow to knee. I'm going to stay there for a beat or two. I'm not going to come right out of it. Draw that belly button in and then slowly lower down. Inhale. Exhale, elbow to knee, knee to elbow. You don't have to have them touch. And then lower down. Inhale, lengthen. Exhale, twist. You might find one side is a little stronger than the other. 
and then take it down. Inhale, exhale, twist, belly button drawn in. Notice I'm kind of keeping the head up and down. Inhale, exhale, and lower. Inhale, exhale, belly button drawn in. Go after that transverse. Go after the internal, external obliques and lower. Also going after hip flexor muscles, the front of that upper thigh area. And lower and stretching the low back when we do this. We're going to do one more to each side. Here we go. And lower. And again, exhaling into it. Keep pulling that belly button in. And then take it down. Relax the arms down. Let's take some nice, big, shorter rolls. We deserve a little bit of a break here. So I'm going to ask you to take your blocks out in front of you. I'm going to stack them like so and place the outside edges of your feet on the blocks. But folks, I want you to make sure that that low back is fully supported. Oftentimes when people do this, I see them slide right down and it's just like, no, I want you all the way back and supported. Just rest your hands wherever they might. And this is a seated version of goddess pose. Wonderful way to release those adductor muscles, the inner thighs. It's also great to release your back. Let's take a couple of breaths here. So I would invite everybody for this one. I don't see any contraindications unless you know that you have something, of course, apply it. Now, back spine, you stay here. I'm going to inch a bit forward here, and I'm going to hold on to the shins. Now, notice what my back does right away. There's a subtle extension. So I'm going to kind of do it incorrectly here. So I'm here. That's not what I want. I want you to use those strong arms, depress the shoulder girdle, and get your torso up. So it's a subtle back bend. It's like that baby back bend of the cow we did in the beginning. Then I'm going to push the elbows down. Notice that you can see that I'm not pushing into my inner knee. You don't want to push here because you can malalign the patella, which is the kneecap. It's kind of floating around there in the joint, not attached to anything. And we can mess it up if we push into it. So this is variation on cobbler's pose, the seated version. Baddha Konasana, keep that chest up, depress the shoulder girdle, the elbows are bent, that means the biceps are actually helping you. If you want to go lower, you can, just avoid inner knee. And if you go lower and you have GERD, vertigo, or hypertension, don't drop that head down. The idea here, folks, is we absolutely want the lumbar spine of the low back to do its natural lordotic curve, which is a back extension, and let the cervical spine do the same. So we always want those two to match, almost always want them to match each other. And now placing the hands alongside the thighs. By the way, this one, really great for younger women. 
with menses, all right, mensy problems or issues, and draw the knees together. I do want to mention something, and I'm glad I just said that. If this video falls into the hands of a woman who is pregnant, most of this video is contraindicated for you because turning and twisting postures, remember, they are to eject toxins from the body. Please pay attention to me. I've had two women in my 30, well, for my yoga career of 21 years who did not pay attention to me and they miscarried because they were doing twisting postures. So please pay attention to that. I'm sorry, I went off on a little tangent there, but I think that it was absolutely important for you. All right, now I'm gonna bring the blocks out in front, uh, stacked still. And this is where you're gonna grab that yoga strap. And I'm gonna lift my heel onto the blocks and I am stretching the feet wide apart. The leg, thigh, the knee, everything straight out in front. What I'm gonna do is pull the butt flesh back and out on that one side. I want you to take your yoga strap, bring it around the ball of the foot. Why the ball of the foot and not the arch? Because if I were down on the floor holding it, I would be grabbing the ball of the foot with my hand. So those of you with back spine issues, this is what you're gonna do for this sequence. You push out and you pull from the biceps. Have you ever seen anybody in yoga with a strap and they do this? Well, it defeats the point of the strap. You wanna slide up, get those biceps engaged so you're not pulling from the shoulders because I'm bending the elbows. I'm oppositional movement in yoga, push out through the heel, Press down in the underside of the leg. Push down in the opposite foot to help you keep that spine nice and tall. Now, if you want to and you have the ability to go deeper, go for it. You could hold the strap. You could also take your peace fingers, all right, and wedge them in between the big and second toe in what's called yogi toe lock. And I'm lifting the chest to pull forward. Notice the bicep is doing the pulling not the shoulder. I mean, it's evolved a little bit, but the bicep takes over. Now from here, what I'd like you to do is you can start to lift that leg up as high as you can go with it. You can use your strap, you can use your yogi toe lock, whatever works. Now this is where the opposite foot is really important. So you don't collapse, right? If you're collapsing, lower the leg. You're willing to do less to be in proper form. Now, what I'm going to do is take the strap over to the other side. I'm going to bring my left arm out, leg out to the side, belly button is in, pull from the bicep, push out through the heel, press down, lift, get all of these structures involved here, and breathe. So this one is Padangushtasana. And basically, it's I'm bringing my hand to the big toe. Technically, hasta padangushtasana, because hasta means hand in Sanskrit. And now, inhale, I take it forward. Exhale, I'm going to bring the opposite hand to the outside edge of the foot. Holding here, I'm now going to bring that arm up and twist it. Those of you with back spine, you're not going to do this, right? But you can do the modified twist I showed you earlier on. Hold steady. Now, maybe some of you can't do this with the leg out. 
You can bend the knee in. You can hold on to the chair. It's all still a twist for you. Reaching back through the middle finger, pushing out through the front heel, pulling with the opposite arm, pushing down with the opposite foot. So we're twisting the hand to big toe pose. So it's Parvati's, Parvita Hasta Padangushtasana. And then inhale, head forward. Exhale, crisscross if possible. You don't have to. Inhale, let's bring the knee toward the chest and shoulder. And then exhale, try it again. Can you go higher without leaning back? You don't have to. You could use the strap. Beautiful stretches all the way from the sole of the foot. That's the plantar fascia, connective tissue, to the Achilles tendon, the calf, the hamstring, the glute, even the low back. And then I bring the knee in, remove the strap, set the foot down. Now that's quite a bit of work on that hip joint. So I'm gonna sit a little forward and I'm going to push down on the opposite foot. Let's lift it. And I'm gonna do what I call hip circles just to release the joint. Now you don't have to touch the floor with your foot in a reverse direction. And settle the foot down. We get to do the other side because it's our lucky day, right? So I move the blocks over. I'm double checking. I moved around a lot in the chair, pulling that butt flesh back and out again. So now we bring the heel on. You know that you're in trouble when you know that your calf is so tight that just doing that <laughs> just reminded me I just recently worked my legs, but it's a good feeling. It's at least a feeling of a little bit of accomplishment. Now, I'm going to bring the strap around the ball of the foot. Again, those of you, you come here if you have the back spine issues. Pushing out through the heel, pressing down the opposite foot, pulling with the strong arms, lifting the chest. And there's just so much going on that you can turn your chair yoga into something quite dynamic. And then, of course, if I want to go deeper, Yogi Tola, pull. I'm not even going to comment on what I'm feeling. I'm not in pain, because if I were in pain, I would back up. So you need to understand the difference between muscular discomfort and muscular pain. We don't want that. Now, oftentimes, pain occurs in a joint as well. You totally don't want that. So we're pulling, pushing. And then we're going to take it up, push out, pull, bicep, push down on the opposite, right? Still pulling on the strap. Now I'm going to grab the strap, take it over, arm out, and then over we go. Pushing out, reaching out, opposite sides. See energy coming out through the fingers. I don't want to see like this kind of thing. People kind of forget energy comes into the hand as well. Pull from the opposite bicep, holding that leg up. Hand to big toe pose. Hasta padangushasana. And then inhale, we take it forward. Exhale, take a hold of the outside edge of the foot. Just hold here. And then arm up and take your twist. I showed you the modified twist. On the other side, feel free to take it if need be. Back spine, you know your modification from before. 
reaching back through the middle finger, pushing out through the heel, pulling with the opposite arm, pushing down in the opposite foot to keep that spine lifted. Parvrita, we added the element of twist. Inhale, head forward, exhale, crisscross, hold steady. Inhale, I want to bring the knee to the chest and then exhale, Take my time with this one because I'm in there. Pulling, pushing, belly button in. And inhale, knee to chest. Exhale, set the foot down. And let's release that hip. So push down one foot, lift the other and circle it. Now, when you do this, make sure you're upright, because sometimes I see people doing this stuff. It's like, no, 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 hold yourself up. That's the point of the work. And alternate, and if you need the cushion behind you, use it. Why not? It's another great prop. And relax it down. So now we're gonna take a little subtle break. We're gonna sit back into the chair. Inhale, open. And now on the exhale, self-hug. So wedge those fingers in between the shoulder blades. Now here, this is wonderful for those of you with back spine because this is going to be 11 and 1 o'clock. And this is just a built-in wonderful rotation for you. We give yourselves a little bit of love. And I know Amy loves this position. And then back to center. Inhale, open. Exhale, I'm going to bring the opposite arm on top and work that self-hug. Rock the baby. And back to center. Okay, we're going to have a little fun here. Now, I'm going to bring the blocks on level three to the outside edges of the chair. Now, there is a pose in yoga called Utkatasana, and it means awkward or chair pose. You know, we're in it. I thought, let's build up on it, right? So it's actually technically the squat. So I want you to place the hands again underneath the body flesh. Let's pull it back out and wick it away toward the shoulders. From here, I want you to come into the chair pose. And we're going to do one of three versions for the arms. And you get to pick and choose what you like. So for those of you with pinched nerve and rotator cuff, a lot of times I see you folks struggling, trying to hold your arms and bring them together and you're just struggling. All you have to do is press your shoulders down and then lift the arms. The palms are not fully facing the ceiling, a little bit though, and they're nice and wide. It'll free up your neck, it'll free up your shoulders, and it'll allow you to hold in that utkatasana. Now, for those of you who don't have those issues, then you can bring the arms up. I would not do this with rotator cuff and pinch nerve. I would not do that. And my palms, take a peek here, never change when I lift the arms up. And now I'm going to look up. They're pushing down to the feet. Just think about somebody who might need a little bit of your TLCs, tender loving care, and send them some love and light. And then, if you want to, you can create a steeple with your hands. You interlock your fingers, except the index fingers and the thumbs, and you're going to take those arms up and overhead and look up. 
definitely not for rotator cuff nor for pinched nerve. Just reach, express expression of love and gratitude right out from your heart. Give it up to the universe. And now I'm going to bring my hands in what's called namaste position at the heart. And basically it's Anjali Mudra. A mudra is a hand gesture. And this is the hand gesture of the angels. So I'm going to bring the feet together. I'm coming a little forward. I bring my legs right up against each other. Not for back spine, please. So from here, I'm now going to hinge forward. Notice the chest is up. And then I'm going to wedge that left elbow to the outside of the right thigh, making it a strong, powerful prayer position at the heart. Energy goes forward through the heart center. We're pushing the right hip forward, left hip back to square off the pelvis. Belly button is in. I'm going to bring that block a little more forward. And we're in Parvrita Utkatasana, twisting the awkward or chair pose. And you can also bring hand down opposite out and up. You can also keep that hand on the waist if it's too much for you. Yes, no eating before yoga. Parita Utkatasana as we bring out the intestines. And then inhale, hands to the heart. Exhale, I come back up. I'm reaching up, up, up. And then inhale. Exhale, I take it over to the other side, wedging elbow. Good, powerful prayer at the heart center. You might be able to see from this view what goes on a little bit with the upper shoulders and back spine. Pushing left knee forward, pulling right hip back. Parvrita, twisted, utkatasana, awkward or chair pose. I'm going to bring my block forward. And now lowering Hand to block, opposite hand, you can sweep it out and up. Keep, keep those knees pressing into each other. Almost think you're rolling the inner thighs in toward each other. And then inhale, hands back to the prayer of the heart. And then exhale forward. Inhale up. And exhale, hands to Namaste. Hold for the moment. And now let's sit back in the chair again. Let me put this here and open up. Self-hug. Sit tall. Rock the baby. Inhale, open. Exhale, opposite arm. Reach in there behind the shoulder blades, the scapulae. Rock the baby. And back to center. We're going to do one more pose before our final relaxation. So this one's kind of fun. So I'm going to turn on the chair. And I'm just going to come up and forward a little bit here. So now, caution, if you have vestibular challenges with your balance, don't do what I'm doing. Stay all the way in on your chair. I have pulled myself out so that my left glute, I don't know, I'm going to call it my real right glute because I'm not sure what you're seeing. So I'm going to say my real right glute is off the chair. 
So therefore, my left glute is on the chair. The back of the left knee is touching the edge of the seat. Hold on. Everybody needs to hold on, all right? And what I'm going to do is come up into the ball of the foot, and then I'm going to slide that leg back, pushing back through the heel, creating the back bend. Hold steady. This is Anja Nayasana, pull out, crescent moon, and arm up if you wish. And breathe. So we're stretching that hip flexor area, the quadricep area. Now you can also take it into that side bend. So I'm okay with this for everybody, really, if they feel all right with it. The exception might be for those of you with the pinch nerve and or rotator cuff. You can keep hand to waist. Lateral flexion feels juicy here. Now, not for back spine. Please do not do this part of it, which is the twist. I am not, notice I'm just lightly holding onto the chair, folks. I'm not cranking it with the arms to get this big, deep twist. That would be inappropriate here. Hold here. So it's kind of like a Parbrita Anjaneyasana twisting the crescent moon. And then inhale, head forward. Now, stay holding on with both hands. Exhale, bring that foot in. Get fully onto the seat before you turn and take this to the other side. So now I do have to adjust my seat a bit on this side. All right. So now sitting all the way out, my real left glute is not on the chair, but I am definitely on the chair with the right holding on with the hand and foot is flat back of the knee supported here by the edge of the seat. So now I slide it back, push back through the heel, making sure the hips are squared. So that right hip comes a little forward, or for me, the real left hip is facing forward. If you want, arm up. Oh gosh, it feels so good because it's such a beautiful stretch, the anterior side. And then if you want, take it over for the lateral flexion. You can always keep hand on waist when there are other issues of the neck or shoulder. And now lastly, not for back spine. Belly button gets drawn in even more for the twist. Don't crank it out with the arms, muscling it up inappropriate. And then inhale, head forward. I'm holding on with both hands. Exhale, bring the leg in. Onto the seat fully first, then turn in the chair. And now for a much deserved final relaxation. So you can stay here just like so, or you can grab your blocks, which I definitely am. <clears throat> and for me, I like to stack them. And then I'm going to bring both heels on the blocks. Lower back is supported. Hands just relaxing down. Close the eyes. Hmm. Focus on the breath. Allowing the body to release. Relax. Let go.
expressing gratitude and appreciation for our great and glorious good health. Appreciating our bodies for working so hard for us. And sending those in need love and light. I bring my hands together in front of the heart. The light and spirit within me honors the light and spirit within you. And this translates into the word namaste. And at the end of each class, we bid each other namaste. Thank you, Amy. Namaste. Namaste. Wow. That was very nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's see, we have a couple of comments here. Uh, okay, Colleen said, love this gentle stretching. Thank you, Colleen, for, for showing up. You're so sweet. And thank you so much for your comment. Diane said, love Angela's exercises. Uh, I love Diane, too. Have you ever seen her photography and what she posts? I'll have to check that out. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Oh. Okay. Megan uh, Ukraine said, green greetings from Zena. Love you, guys. Love you, too, darling. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you so much. Colleen said, hello, Amy and Angela. Hi, Colleen. <laughs> and Annette said, I'd like to try this, but I'm just watching today, which is what Angela recommends sometimes, right? So, I so applaud you, Annette, because so many people are like, I can't do that. And they haven't even watched it. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. But I think you can sit in the chair and get up. I don't know. Maybe if, if that's not your issue. And just, you know, that's the thing about looking at it. People don't understand that if you have, let's say, exercise yoga videos available to you, right? All over the place on YouTube. All you have to do is watch and pick one that you can do. And if you keep watching and you keep adding that up, you're creating your own exercise program. It could be probably nothing better than that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad. And on YouTube, when for the replay, I for Angela's classes, I put chapters in, so you'll be able to look and see because we do the true or false game in the beginning. So you'll be able to just click on that chapter and where it says the class begins, and you won't have to watch the beginning parts. This way, you could just keep doing it over the class over and over again without having to try to find where it starts. So that's good for you. Okay, so let's see. We have a question. April showers. You want a great name. You talked about proper sitting posture on the toilet. What are your thoughts on the squatty potty? Well, you want to hold on a second. I'll go get mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Well, it appears that she has some thoughts on the squatty potty. I actually have, I have one as well. And, uh, it's All right, don't judge me. Don't judge me. It's a little dusty and stuff, so I don't know <laughs> if you can see it too well on camera, but, you know, it is what it is. 
Okay, I also have a cat who loves to play all over it. So what you do, what I do, you know what I do with this thing, Amy? Uh-huh. My bathroom is small and I don't have a bathtub. I have a shower and I place this on the step of the shower. And then I put my feet out on that to do my thing. And for, I know that oftentimes, like if you have colonics done or if you believe in colonic hydrotherapy, which I really do. And um, I know that my colonic therapist puts the squatting body down, you know, right in front of the commode and you just move it where you need to. And I heard Dr. Um, Lori Marvis talk about, this is like so TMI now, but you want to make sure that all the genitalia and stuff is a little bit lower. So if you need to bend forward and maybe put your hands by your feet, you could do that. But notice what I'm not doing. I'm not, I'm not rounding down into it, right? I'm hinging into it. Big difference. I can't believe I brought this thing out. <laughs> well, I have one also. Yeah, it's sturdy. Sometimes when I need to get something from... Uh, a pie in the, in, the cabinet in the bathroom i'm like oh look i have a little step stool too <laughs> it's like well used <laughs> yes it is it is very well i'm that glad that you like that i i think it's great too that was a great question was yeah great, and i love her name i guess because i was born in april and oh. so having april showers you know those it's a great name okay so since we're talking about the toilet jeff wants to know are there any poses one can do while on the toilet to help with elimination? <laughs> yes. just loves this. I, we have such a great class. Don't this we? is like, this is, we have gone to another depth here, folks. And I'm going right with you. And into the bowels of the earth. Okay. So Jeff, yeah. Jeff, do some of the twisting. Just do some of the twisting. But Jeff, it's not just while you're on the toilet. You need to do these postures. If you're dealing with constipation, A, address the food. Are you getting high fibrous food? Are you doing whole food plant dominant? Mostly plants going down into you. I, I hope that you become exclusive with it, quite frankly. However, not everybody is going to. Um, and do those twisting postures. I would do this particular session. For you, I would do it as often as you could. There's really, you know, technically they say, oh, you can do seven, you can do yoga seven days a week. Well, let me just say something to that. I am a believer in one day off from anything because you have other stuff you got to do and it's not like you're lying in bed all day, right? So Jeff, do this because your body will start to, you, you will actually help Develop those muscles of peristalsis to start to activate. And if you feed it the proper fiber, the fibrous foods, it's going to go. It's going to respond to that peristalsis. The other thing, Jeff, make sure you're staying hydrated. Are you drinking plenty of water? Unless you have a, some sort of a kidney issue, you want to drink a half ounce of water per uh, per pound of body. So if you're 120 pounds, you want a minimum of 60 ounces of water. And I don't care about how much fruit you have, you know, and, and produce because it's all water rich. So I hope that helps you because it's not just about one thing, Jeff. It's an, a combination of a number of issues. 
and it's easy to address them all. Very good, very good. Okay, I think we'll have one more. Oh, it's a comment. Eliza said, my monkey mind, calm down. Amazing what your class can do to help. Thanks, Angela. Oh, thank you, Eliza. I'm so happy you found that. Great, thank you so much. You know, here's the other thing. When you're really focused on the detail of a pose, when you're really breaking it down, I don't know about you, but I can't, I'm not aware of anything else that goes on in this apartment unless it would be super loud outside while I'm teaching. I can't. I can't think about all that other stuff. That's what's so beautiful about staying present in the moment with your breath and with the movement of the body. Well, thank you so much, Angela, for your uh, fabulous you. yoga class. I mean, and now I understand what you meant that you were going to teach us how to calm our mind, aid digestion, and strengthen our core. I think everybody that, that did the class along with you can definitely attest to that. So that was very, very good, very well put together. Everyone, please click like to show your appreciation for what Angela shared with us today. Thank you so much, Angela. Thank you, Amy. It was just marvelous being with you for the 10th time. I'm, I'm really proud of that. I really am. Thank you so, so much. And all the work that you folks do and Jess Tass. And thank you, everybody there and your wonderful platform. So, Angelo, please tell us, well, you have a, a special announcement. And I'm so honored that you're going to be announcing something new about what you're doing on this broadcast. But tell us about what you do and what's going on. Okay, well, um, well, what is new, but we announced it last time, was I have a new YouTube channel, Boomer and Beyond Wellness, and um, updating it there, and you're going to see uh, all the videos that we've done here with Amy for sure there. And um, also, I am in collaboration now with the fabulous nutrition professor herself, Timory Hagenberger, and um, she and I, I... I for other platforms as well, and, and let's also for Chef AJ's um, Feel Fabulous Over 40, I am an exercise and yoga video provider for their private membership groups. But this one for Timory is going to be just a little bit different because if you don't know her work, you need to look her up at the nutritionprofessor.com. And for a membership for her group, um, she extends a seven-day a seven-day free trial, and I'm going to be, become a a strength training video provider starting in April. So I'm very excited to be working with her and her platform as well. And uh, this is the direction that the my work has been going lately. And then, of course, absolutely appreciating and enjoying. The, um, the podcast interviews. And I do work virtually in uh, older adult personal training as a senior fitness consultant, also virtual hatha and prenatal yoga, as well as on-site in Miami Beach, licensed massage therapist for deep tissue and geriatric massage. And thank you so much for allowing me to spill that all out, Amy. <laughs> and that's why you're, you're so knowledgeable, you know, you're not just some yoga person. I mean, you, you really know a lot about the, the anatomy and about all the different kinds of medical issues. Not that you're a physician, but you're aware of how they can be contraindicated. Oh, Colleen said, 
That's great, Angela. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that, especially coming from Colleen. You know? um, and what the people need to know, Amy, mm -hmm. is that this collaboration between Timory and I are because is because of you. Timory and I got to know each other, watching each other <laughs> on your show. I'm not kidding you. That's how we got to know each other. And then it just kind of blossomed. And there's a, such a mutual passion for the whole food plant exclusive lifestyle as well as strength training. Yeah. Tim, Timory is fabulous. She's been on the show. and Phenomenal. And yes, yeah, so I'm glad that you're working with her. I'm yeah, very thrilled you for so you. Thank you very much for that. So Green Warriors, tell us in the comments, what are you going to remember from this class? What is your takeaway? One of my takeaways is how to sit properly on a chair. <laughs> I have to think more about that when you showed us how to sit properly on a chair. That's great. And please stay tuned for a special announcement. I did want to thank Jess Tat's voice because she did the promos and the voiceovers, and she helps quite a bit with getting out the promotions for the broadcast. And just test voice, tell us, okay, get ready. Who's coming up next? <laughs> Not enough time to work out? Fitness instructor Angela Faschetti will teach two time-saving workouts. The first is upper body, and the second is back and chest. Join in for one, or both, on Wednesday, March 8th, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Be Green with Amy Live. Yep, and that's going to be your 11th <laughs> appearance. So that this is one, really great, yeah. That one, we're lifting weights, folks. <laughs> yep, so get, get ready for that. And Green Warriors, I really want to thank you guys for tuning in and supporting us, supporting Angela and all your comments, your wonderful uh things that you say and clicking like it really helps us a lot and as a special thank you i'm offering you five free recipes so if you go to begreenwithamy.com slash join i'm going to send them to you and now we did this in the class and that's what angela said that it was one of my favorite things so go ahead and take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and take your left hand and grab your right shoulder now that's a hug from me to you squeeze there you go and if you would like to join me and Angela, because we're going to do my tagline, are you ready? Oh, yes, I always am. <laughs> well, it should be kind of your tagline, too, I think, because you're always helping us. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Type it in the comments, Green Warriors, if you want to join us in with that. And until I see you guys again, remember, be strong, be well, and be Green! <laughs> Thanks, Green Warriors. Thanks, Angela. Bye-bye, everyone. See you soon. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green with Be Green with Amy.